Please take your Bible and turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Lord, thank you for this privilege. We've opened the word of God. I pray that you would help us as we preach the scriptures. I pray, Lord, that everyone will have a need met here in this service tonight. Be with our pastor and others of those who are doing ministry tonight. Thank you for those who've been faithful through the years. And we've loved our church from the very beginning. It's great to be back home here where we started those many years ago. 47 years on the road doing mission work in three different places and then serving on the mission board for a period of 10 years. God, it's been a joy and a blessing the way you helped us and have been with us through these many, many opportunities we have had. So I pray now that you would be exalted and you would be glorified in every way for we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You notice here that word, run with patience, the race. Have you ever given much thought to what that race is? I've always loved running. That's right. I've been an athlete as long as I could. And even at the age of 69, I was still pretty active in a very, very strong way in that. And of course, now I can't run the marathons anymore. But I know in my ministry, I had people that felt like and act like and live like uh, the, the Christian life was a sprint. Uh, all the emphasis is put on the, uh, the 100 yard dash or the 100 meters dash and so forth. And then they get all the fanfare and everything. But you know what? The Christian life is not, do you hear me? It is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And at the age of 50, I wore a little button that says 50 is nifty. That's right. And also, I said I am going to show my people how to continue, how to stay at it. I did. I ran seven or eight marathons and... Uh, I never started one I didn't finish. That's right. And when you start preparing, I started preparing at the age of 50. And when I was 51, I ran my first marathon. This thing of a race, I know most folks are getting really interested in the Olympics. I am because I like to see them run. I, I, I get excited when they're running. And of course, gymnastics and all the others are, are certainly a, a great interest to me. And about two more days, you'll be able to see it on TV. 
the Olympics. They're going to have uh, the ceremony Friday, sometime Friday. The words is, let us run this race with patience, with patience. When you look at chapter 11 and chapter 12 and make the comparison here, you'll find that this race involves five basic things as, uh, as truth. Five basic things as truth. Number one, it involves uh, the call of God on our lives. Now, you have to put two things together. One, you must get faith. And secondly, you must get hope. Chapter 12 is about hope. But chapter 11 is about faith. My two mighty, mighty chapters here to even think about. The call of God on our lives. You remember recently we heard a preacher preaching and, and he said, Yes, Lord, what will you have me to do? Through my years, teenage years, I, I, I was always faithful in Sunday school, but I never stayed for preaching. And on that day in August, I did stay that day and I heard the message that I was looking for. That's right. I said in my heart, I can't live this Christian life. In other words, I can't run this race. I, I can't handle running this race. But when I heard Brother Davidson preach that day from Galatians 2.20, it goes like this, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. See, I said, wow, wow, that's it. That's how it's done. You receive Christ in your life. You die to yourself, and you let Christ live in you, and that is the race. That's the race he's talking about. And thank God it works the call of God on our lives. You can surely think of that. Now watch this. In chapter 11, begins now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith, faith. You see, forsaken all I take him, but it's more than that. It's for by grace through faith are you saved. That's right. For by grace through faith, faith are you saved. I love Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In this, these few verses right here, we find several things that faith can do. For instance, it is the substance of things hoped for. So you have a title deed and ownership in the family of God. Things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith you can obtain a good witness, a good report with faith. You can also understand how the worlds were framed, he says in those few verses. Also, you can, can obtain that witness that you are righteous. And we have 17 different persons listed and the outcome of their particular faith and how it made a difference in their lives. This faith, one great writer of the scriptures said this is the greatest power in the world it's called faith faith the evidence the evidence the call of God on our life 
is for us to trust Christ as our Savior. Let Him take charge in our life. Let Him lead us in every decision we have to make. It involves the call of God on our lives. Yes, it's God's call on our lives to live every day for Him. But it's also about the grace of God. When you begin to, to look at this particular idea of the grace of God. Now, the grace of God in our service for the Lord. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. See, for by grace, through faith, we join the race and run it for God and for His glory, and therefore we will obey the will of God. Also, the third thing here that I want to share with you is, is the fact that... Uh, it's not only just the call of God on our lives and the grace of God in our service, but it's also the hope that we can have every day. Now, I want you to look at chapter 12 and go to the last verse. The outcome is here. Wherefore, we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. The, we run the race. You've got to get in the race. You can't please God because without faith it's impossible to please Him. You cannot do God's will if you don't get in the race. Now notice like this, serve God acceptably. We've always preached that God is interested in the life we live, the faithfulness we have, this morning, we talked to some folks and had an opportunity to talk about our, our testimony and uh, the need of Christ in our lives. And uh, th this, this lady said, I, it's all over you. I can see it. I know that you love that lady you're with. And of course, I explained it. I said, yes, I do. You know why we've been married 59 years? Because I respect her. Not long ago, I was talking to a man, and and uh, he was almost in tears. And uh, I was witnessing to him, talking to him, so forth. He said, "He, he said, I, I I need some groceries." He said, "I I don't have any clothes." I said, "Okay, I'll be back." And when I came back and I had some things for him, he said, "Preacher." I know the Lord as my Savior. So you don't have to witness to me anymore. He said, I got food. I have clothes to wear. But it's something else that I need to talk to you about. And I said, okay. So I drug up a chair, sat there and talked with him. And this is what he told me. He said, I have four children. And all four of my children hate me hate you. I can't even imagine that. All four of my children hate me. Do you know what I told him to do? I told him, if you love God, you really respect God, then you can hate your parents. 
I said, what your children need is Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. And they need to learn what respect is. And when they respect you, they will love you. I hadn't heard from him since. I hope he's tried it and has found the secret because that's exactly what happens. Yes, the hope of God in our future. Then look at the fourth thing. The power of God. I remember the scriptures when we think about the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to the Jews first and also to the Greek. My goodness, the power of the gospel. Christ is the power of God unto salvation. Notice a little further here, we look at this chapter 12, and we see we have to consider. We have to consider. We see we have the weight. We've got to put the weights aside. We have to, to give up some things that are holding us back. That's the way it was in running a marathon. You, 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 don't, you didn't wear heavy clothing. You had to have light clothing. And you, you must be willing to endure and stay at the race and not quit, not stop all the way around going. Uh, I challenge people to keep going, keep going. Run the race with patience, patience. The race that is set before us. We have to be looking to Jesus because he's the author and finisher of our faith. We have to look at him who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And also verse 3, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. I've seen a lot of people get weary. I've seen a lot of people that did just if a fly lands on them, they get mad. If I always find some reason, and if they are going to leave the church, and they do leave it, it's, it's not the fly. They already had started building things up, and they got weary. That's right. They got weary. And here it says, wearied and faint in your minds, I'm going to look for green, more green pastures. That's right. They're gone. Preacher preached on that recently, transitions. Uh, all kinds of transitions. Rose and I transitioned from Goldsboro uh, to Stacy, North Carolina. That's right, in 1962. We were the first couple to transition out of faith in full-time ministry as a pastor. God told us to do that. And you know, somehow, Faith Church went on, didn't it? Oh, listen, God has brought some wonderful people together. Some of you are still living. I remember some of those that died along the way. Yes, I, I, know, I know them. Uh, I could call out a few of those that have been faithful, faithful, faithful. They became soul winners. They started running this race. They didn't quit. They didn't give up. They didn't throw in the towel. They can get upset over this little thing and that little thing. It's because we must consider him, Jesus. We're running the race to please him. We've committed our life to him. We're looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher 
of our faith. Thank God that there is the power of God, and I'm not ashamed of it. Often somebody said, are you, are you retired? I said, I never could find that in the Bible. Unless you were a preach, preach, I mean, unless you were a priest, because you couldn't serve after 50 years old. But you're going to find it anywhere else? No. Everybody's looking for an opportunity to retire. Can't wait. We talked to one lady today, and she said, I, I just got a few more years to go. Just a few more. She's a teacher. It's summertime, so now she has a second job. She's a public school teacher, but she, she's really nice. And uh, people just waiting today that they can retire. No, I'm not retired. I file every year my taxes as a self-employed ordained minister. My wife files jointly with me. Now, that's a long story. I can give you lots of great, great uh, things about the, the, the service and, that we've rendered and the folks we help. I'm a servant. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm always going to be a servant. God called me to be a servant. I look for ways I can serve you. No, I'm not the man I was 10 years ago. I have to rest once in a while. But I still go. I still move. Rose and I still work. We are not retired. You may be tired of me talking, but I'm not retired. That's a long story. I'm going to leave it to there. But consider him. We've got to look to Jesus. Consider him, what he did for us. Consider him and the great cloud of witnesses. I believe it was literally those listed in Hebrews 11. They were watching. They're there now. I've got family. Rose has got family. And I believe they're aware of us. And when I serve God, and when I obey the Lord, when I do what's right, then they're clapping. They see us. They know what we're doing. I told somebody also yesterday, if I lost my testimony, I'd be out of business. I hope you feel the same way. We have a testimony. We have witnesses seeing us. We have a Savior to live for. Some of you still have children at home. We were blessed. We had children at home for 40 years. You did? Yeah. For 40, 40 years. There's 20 years difference between our first child and our fifth child. Was it a slip up? Oh, no. Oh, no. We received every child God gave us. He just loaned them to us. We gave them back to him. They're men and women of integrity. They have men and women. Well, three daughters and, and, and two sons. They, they have integrity. They work. They're faithful to God. They love the Lord. They love their parents. I wish they lived closer. But I can't have it any other way. We got some of the greatest friends in the world right here. Faith. That's right. In our Sunday school class. And every time we're having to learn right on who's who. 
I can probably call most of you here tonight. You know, you didn't even know I was going to come and preach, did you? But you came anyway because you were faithful. You're running the race. You're staying true to God. You're doing it with patience and endurance. And you have a reason to continue. Yep, the hope of God for our future. The power of God to be able to do the will of God. And we really think here the kingdom of God that we have in the end. Watch this in chapter 12 and verse 29, 28. Wherefore we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. We have a reason to be faithful. We have a reason to stay in the race. Don't bow out. Don't quit. Years ago, we taught one of our daughters a lesson that she's never forgotten. We were trying to raise money for missions. And I was pastor at West Duplin. And uh, this daughter, uh, she wanted to raise some money. But she didn't know if she could walk all 10 miles or not. See, she got, she got a dollar for every 10 miles, the, the 10 miles. And then, fact is, I think she raised the most money after all. But we started out walking on that Highway 2450 uh, from Warsaw to Kenansville. And uh, it, it was about 10 miles, the walk. And uh, she said, Daddy, I'm tired. I said, you're what? Do you know what that is? You can't quit. Come on, let's do this. One, two, three, four. All right? One, two, three, four. And every one of them, it says, I cannot quit. I will not quit. And you know, from the church all the way to Kenansville, we kept saying, I will not quit. I will not quit. And when she got through and they tatted up all the money, she raised the most money. See, when you don't quit, when you don't quit, you always wind up with a reward. You wind up with completion. You wind up with pleasing the Lord Jesus. And I'm proud of her that she did that. And she talks about it often. We love her dearly, but I knew she could do it. And she did. Are you teaching anybody to endure? Are you living the kind of life that folks can look at you and say, that's a man of God. He loves the Lord. He's running the race. He's staying in there. He's not quitting. But now I'm not trying to complain or blame you if you're looking forward to retirement. I know it must be a nice thing. But even if I were to retire from somewhere, I'm not going to quit serving God. I'm not going to quit thanking and praising Him and asking Him to help me to serve God like I should. Our Father, we thank You this night for the privilege we've had. It may not have been the most beautiful sermon or message we've ever preached. It was not a sugar piece where we just 
shined out and have everybody say, what a great sermon. Boy, didn't Brother Hales do a good job. I know things are different these days. Yes, they are. I have some of the same difficulties that many of these right here in this auditorium do. And many of those are out helping, working, trying to be a blessing to people in need. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. We praise you. Please help us to continue to be faithful to you and stay in the race as the scripture tells us. Let us run the race with patience because when we endure, there will be a kingdom. There will be a great reward. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of life, the Apostle Paul said in that day. For we do pray now in Jesus' name, amen.